are you are do you have an employee wellness program do you have employee coaching programs available are you checking in with your team members and your direct reports on their mental headspace um, are you holding lunch and learns webinars trainings how are you keeping people focused on their mindset so that they can also be productive human beings and productive workers caution Listening to this podcast may motivate you to make positive changes in your life, identify ways to accelerate your career trajectory, and develop a path towards financial freedom. This is the Career Meets World podcast, and I'm your host, Edward Gorbis, and I've spent the last 10 years focused on helping thousands of people advance their career while in parallel teaching a secret recipe to reach financial independence. And I'm here to share the untold stories of successful people and teach thousands of listeners how to develop a growth mindset. Our minds are malleable and everyone has the power to change their mindset through perseverance, dedication, and a passion for learning. So if you're ready to skyrocket your business and financial literacy, turn up the volume and let's dive right in. This is the Career Meets World podcast. Welcome back, podcast family. With us today, we have an incredible speaker, author, and coach. We're joined by Melissa Morale, who uses her 10 plus years of experience in human resources to help her readers learn how current skill sets can translate to a successful career move. And recently, in early October, her book, Pivoting with Purpose, The Hamster Wheel, The Rat Race, and Other Career Myths Holding You Back reached Amazon bestseller in 11 categories, plus 12 number one hot release awards. Melissa's book is for job seekers who need an easy to follow roadmap when pivoting in life, work, and in business. Melissa urges her readers to get off the hamster wheel get out of the rat race, and stop believing all of those pesky old career myths. Welcome to the show, Melissa. I am super, super excited to chat with you right now. We have so much to discuss today. But first of all, how are you doing? You just released an incredible book, and we're definitely going to dig into that. But how does it feel? It feels awesome to finally have this book baby out into the world. And, you know, after being in the quote unquote gestation period for nine months, it is finally out in the world and it has legs and I'm so excited. Love that. Uh, Congratulations. And it is a book called Pivoting with Purpose, which has so much meaning in 2020 right now as the world transitions, as we all adjust, as we all adapt. So you launched this out into the world. And I'm curious if you could share with people, the audience, people listening, what's pivoting with purpose? What does it mean to you? And then let's talk a little bit about the book itself. Yeah, so really pivot has been, I'm sure the word of 2020, if it was to go down in history as the word of the year, pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, Basically, it's the idea of repositioning yourself revamping yourself as a job seeker, as a hiring manager, as a business owner, everybody that has been going through the ringer, so to speak, in the year 2020, the year of the pandemic. And 
I, you know, was just on the phone with my father, who's a molecular biophysicist, and even to him, he goes, well, the word pivot, it, and he's very Turkish, so it's, you know, very accented, but I'll give you the short version. The word pivot means that, you know, in physics, you're moving around the joint, you're moving around the point, and this and that, and I go, yeah, dad, you're kind of getting it, but from a business owner, hiring manager, slash job seeker standpoint, it's really been an important year to get that 2020 vision, figure out what you want, what you don't want, what's serving you, what's no longer serving you, and then pivot from there. Awesome. Uh, I love that your dad has his own spin on it, as most parents would. And I'm glad he's supportive of what you're doing as well. I know you brought up the fact that you're Turkish and you have that upbringing. I'm curious if there's anything just from that upbringing specifically that inspired the book, inspired this passion to want to write about it and share it with the world. Yeah, in I think it's in chapter, gosh, I think it's in chapter four, but basically I talk about the idea of finding your purpose and how we hear about this. And it's a little bit cliche and it's one of those, you know, life coachy kind of overused phrases of find your purpose and, you know, live your dream. But really without purpose, I don't feel like there's hope. And without hope, we can all get very depressed, go into a deep, dark space mentally and emotionally. So whenever I'm in Turkey, I always get such an amazing perspective. I have dual citizenship there. I've been going there every year, every September since I was a child, except for this year. So super sad. I, I had to miss my trip this year, but uh, the world is, is going through it. And the last time I was there was in September of 2019. And I remember driving past this group of women kind of huddled up on the side of the road. And Turkey is a developing country. I would not say it's a first world country, but it's definitely not a third world country. The part of the country that I'm from is very rural. Many homes don't have electricity or running water. Obviously, they don't have Wi-Fi and things like that. So it got me thinking, you know, I see this group of women and here I am myself, a woman driving a car, you know, through this very rural village. And they're sitting there just with their chickens and their goats and just chatting and just talking and just relationship building. And I'm sure they're very close knit, whether they're family or friends. And it got me thinking, what is their purpose? Where do they find their sense of purpose? What gets them up every day? Is it the farm? Is it the camaraderie between the villagers? What is it? And so that really put me on this path of, well, what's my purpose? And what, you know, it really digging deeper to that, to that question. So I love that you share that. And I think we can take that in a lot of different directions, but I want to stay centered with purpose because as you mentioned, these women that you came across they're they're living a very different life than what most traditional Americans would live by or consider like some sense of normality. So for you alone, like watching that experience and thinking through what is your normal, what is your purpose? Um, what does that exactly mean to you in terms of just understanding how do you find joy, right? Um, you've built this business now, multiple businesses, and it takes time to figure that out. And especially again in 2020, it's tough to figure that out or you're, you're kind of drained in the emotion of the noise that's happening all around us. So what would you recommend to people or even those women if you had to give them some advice about uh, discovering their purpose or making sure it is their true purpose. 
So during that time in my life, it was right before I started a full-time job and went back to working a nine to five after being a solopreneur for three years. So for me, it was the trip where I was not sure if I was going to get that offer letter. I had gone through about three months of interviewing for the company that I'm at now. And I, I wasn't sure. It was kind of like, you know, the world's your oyster. You might go this way. You might go that way. Whatever the universe is going to send you as the message is going to be the next path. And at the time, I was pretty burnt out as an entrepreneur in, in my business, in my businesses, I should say. Uh, I, you know, I'd grown and scaled. I'd hired four people. I'd then offboarded four people because I knew AB5 was coming here in, in the state of California, new independent contractor law that kind of you know, put the, put the world on its head in, in California. Um, and so I was in the midst of my own pivot. And I think it was really important for me to figure out the signs of, okay, is, am I making the right decision? I never said I'd go back and get a J-O-B and, you know, work for the man, quote unquote, right? But here I was and I was burnt out and I just knew that there had to be something else out there for me. So that's where the pivot came in. And that's where finding my purpose really started to come through. I love that. And it's such a difficult moment too, because we're so often taught to go down this traditional pathway and get a job, a job. And it's not easy for everyone to just say, I'm going to take a hard left or a hard right and go into this other world, which has a lot of uncertainty of entrepreneurship and pursuing your true passion. And passion can be an entrepreneurship. It can be in the corporate environment. There's many ways to figure it out. But for you, you, you went through that process and now you're sharing it out with people. So what would be maybe your top three recs that you would let people know today, if you could, about figuring out their purpose without giving away too much of your book um, and maybe giving us an appetizer of it. Yeah, so it definitely comes down to values. You know, we we typically buy from companies that have a clear value statement, have represent clear values. Whatever sort of floats your boat is, is typically the types of companies you support, the type of people you buy from, and so on and so forth. So really getting clear on what your personal values are, coming up with your personal mission statement, your personal mission, vision, values, because it's one thing to work for a company that has those, but have you ever done that work yourself? And and there are so many just free online resources as far as, you know, word bubble banks and spreadsheets that you can use to kind of figure out maybe the top three to five that really stick out to you. So for me, mine is freedom, wealth, and community. And that was the work that I had to do. And those will change, you know, typically people will change these during their New Year's resolutions periods and so on and so forth. Um, so that would be the first one. And the second one I would say is figuring out what lights you up. And what I mean by that is, if you've ever seen like Harry Potter and it's, you know, it's the first time he holds his wand and, it, and it's like, that's the one. I just got chills even just here on this podcast, but that's the one, that's the moment. That's when he knew, okay, this is my wand. This is how I'm literally gonna make magic happen here in this world. And whatever it is that gives you that feeling, whether it's CrossFit, crocheting, aerial arts, um, gardening, you know, for me, it was public speaking. For me, I found 
that light bulb moment, that Harry Potter holding the magic wand moment at a, an, in the middle of a leadership retreat where I was at the last minute thrown in to be the MC because our MC didn't show up at the Fortune 500 company I was working at. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's going to cut and actually most of the time it's going to come when you least expect it. And I know that's another one of those phrases where you're like, oh, but what do you mean when I know it, I'll feel it, you know, all these things, really, you will know it when you feel it. And so whatever gives you that sense of that spark, I think go more towards that. Um, another thing on that same note is I always say, listen to the whispers. So when people are telling you frequently, whether it's your hairdresser, your therapist, uh, your Uber driver, wow, you're really good at that. Or wow, you know, you're really known for that. Or wow, you really come across as blank. Listen to those whispers because chances are those are guiding you towards what that true magic purpose is for you. I love all three of those and they definitely resonate with me. Uh, I can recall a lot of the moments in my life where I finally realized that similarly to you, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to do a, a, a kind of a wide array of public speaking on different topics because I think there's no better gift than sharing inspiration and motivation with people in a constructive way. And that's what I love about your viewpoint. I love about what you've written about. I'm excited to pick up your book myself and really dig into it. And one thing that I do know is that all of us have struggled with something this year. And in the spirit of being raw and honest and transparent, I'm curious for you, Melissa, like what's been tough this year that you've had to overcome and really what helped you overcome it? Oh man. Well, uh, gosh, I think as a human, the first thing that my brain goes to is what was surprisingly easy to adjust to, which was working from home. My organization went remote at the start of, of the pandemic and we're still in it and, you know, to be TBD as far as when we'll ever have an office space again. For me, that was an easy transition because again, I'd been an entrepreneur. I'd had my own business before, so I already had the office set up and things like that. As far as something that has been tough. I think it's not being afraid to be vulnerable. So with my friends, with my family, with my clients, with my coworkers, I think, you know, we hear these words, authenticity and be genuine and be true to yourself and, you know, shine your light and all of these sayings, but it really, it really is true. I think that helps people build that no like trust factor with you when you're able to wear your heart on your sleeve, so to speak, and be a little bit more vulnerable. I know um, at the time of this recording yesterday was World Mental Health Day. And so it's one of those you know, uh, new trends in talking about it, even in the workplace. Are you, are, do you have an employee wellness program? Do you have employee coaching programs available? Are you checking in with your team members and your direct reports on their mental headspace? Um, are you holding lunch and learns, webinars, trainings? You know, how are you keeping people focused on their mindset so that they can also be productive human beings and productive workers? Such an important point. And I've always said this, and I'm glad we're now talking about mental health on a consistent basis. M mental health is an active, ongoing activity. If you consider working out important, mental health is equally as important in terms of a daily practice. So I'm curious, Melissa, because you strike me as somebody who has things relatively figured out. We're constantly growing and learning and experimenting, but 
what for you works to really stabilize that mindset and make sure that you're bringing that joy, bringing that energy on a consistent basis and are able to share your gift with the world? I think I've been an overachiever my entire life and a perfectionist and, you know, diagnosed with OCD and all of these things. Right. And I think for me, it's always been the message of slowing down. So yes, I work out, you know, six days a week and yes, I drink my green juice and take my vitamins and get eight hours of sleep at night and drink my water daily and all of those good things that we all hear about as far as basic tips to keep healthy as a human being. Um, but I think for me, it's really been the opposite. It's like the art of doing less and, and not more. <laughs> so instead of adding to my plate, for example, over the weekend, just after the book launched, I really wanted to make sure that I carved out a day where I turned my phone on do not disturb. I did not answer a single email. I did not check a single social media post. I really needed to fill my cup back up after just a crazy week. And I've learned now well into my 30s as an adult that that is so needed in order to revive and refresh me to keep moving forward. I love that you shared that because the reality is a lot of people listening right now are, are overachievers and want to accomplish a lot. They're motivated human beings. They're on this pathway for continuous success. So what has helped you slow down and really decompress? Because I think you and I both can relate in the sense that when you're always go, 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 uh, fatigue kicks in, burnout kicks in, which certainly is not healthy. So what have you introduced into your life that allows you to stop, pause, and kind of decompress? So three things. Um, one is journaling, which, you know, again, not anything super life altering and life changing, but it is something that really helps me get things out on paper, especially as a uh, extroverted introvert. So I am an introvert, but I do tend to get quiet and shut down when I'm burnt out, when I'm stressed out and when I'm overwhelmed. And the only conversation that I've found is helpful is with myself <laughs> during those moments. So journaling has done that for me just from a self-reflection standpoint. Uh, the second thing is in this, in this year, specifically 2020, I got a dog and a cat during uh, the pandemic and, you know, living here by myself and and having that more introverted analytical type personality, it's hard for me to be social. It, you know, it, it takes effort for me to schedule things on my calendar to leave the house, especially now, you know, during the current climate and get out there and be social. So I, I kind of started to feel like with the social distancing and more isolation that it wasn't super impactful for me and be and helping me be more productive and um, healthy. So I got a dog and a cat and those are my, my new family members and they're keeping me grounded and, um, you know, nourishing those parts of our soul that don't get fulfilled from work and, you know, other things. For, you mentioned I, there's a third one, right? Yeah. I'd say the third one is for me, I'm going to say it's not meditation because it's, I don't know that it's necessarily meditation, but it's literally just lying down on the floor and grounding. Uh, I do this daily. I, when I start to feel stress come in or I start to feel like I'm ready to respond impulsively to an email or take action on something that doesn't need to happen right in that moment. And I might need to let the idea fester or simmer a little bit more. I will literally place my body on the floor and just lie there 
and just not do anything for however long it takes, whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, half hour. Um, so it's kind of my version of, of meditating. <laughs> hey there, listeners. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that as a part of Career Meets World, I am now taking on exclusive one-on-one clients who are hungry leaders or entrepreneurs and want to learn how to succeed under immense pressure. I believe that being an effective business leader is equal parts understanding your subconscious and developing and executing a personalized growth plan. These two aspects continually build upon each other and my coaching practice is designed to amplify your confidence levels and provide you a toolkit to thrive in any situation. Career Meets World is the ultimate achievement partner and we support our clients with an always on approach. So if you're ready to unleash your wildest leadership potential and take control of your success, find Career Meets World or me personally, Edward Gorbis, on LinkedIn and shoot me a short message about your goals with the title, Let's Start. And now it's time to get back to today's episode. You mentioned journaling, meditating, and laying on the floor in the spirit of being open again. I'll share with you one thing I've started this year. Uh, One of my good friends purchased a an acupressure mat for me called the Spunk. It's just the brand. There's plenty of them. I don't know if you've ever used it yourself. But again, if you're laying on the floor, it's actually something that I would recommend to a lot of people because it basically allows you to, it's a little bit painful. It takes a little bit of time to get used to it, but it gets the blood flowing throughout your back, throughout your spine, which first of all is very healthy for you. But second of all, uh, allows your nervous system to relax and allows you to lay still and just give your mind and body the freedom to decompress. Because any of us who are high performers want to accomplish a lot, it's not easy to have uh, the energy meter up, right? Like there's a reason why we recharge a lot of the devices in our lives and we have to do that for ourselves as well throughout the day. So Melissa, you're doing a lot of good stuff right now. And outside of the book, what's what's the focus for the rest of 2020 and going into 2021? So I have pivoted quite a bit uh, from my onstage keynote speak- speeches and live events into the virtual space. So lots of virtual workshops. I've signed up with a nationally recognized um, a mentorship program for small business owners, and I'm excited to be signing on as one of their workshops and webinar presenters and leaders here in Q4 of 2020. Moving into 2021, I mean, as a speaker, I really do hope that live events come back because there is nothing like the energy of a crowd and the energy of being on stage sharing a message that's meant to motivate, inspire, and educate my audiences. So really crossing my fingers that that happens, but it's not looking like it anytime soon. So in the meantime, definitely pivoted to the virtual space. So I think that's an important point, right? Because you're really good at speaking. You draw in large crowds. People love to connect with you. People love to hear your story, your message. And you've literally, again, pivoted into the virtual space. And it's so important to remember that no matter what you're doing, whatever brings you joy, as you mentioned, there are so many different ways to get that message out into the world. So especially right now with the virtual space, 
Yes, it's easy to get flooded and inundated with everything going on online. But that being said, you're able to also find so many new communities and connect and help people in whatever your skill set is. It doesn't have to be public speaking. It can be teaching the most simplistic things. So uh, definitely encourage you to pivot with purpose. That's literally the theme of our conversation. And uh, we're, we're going to continue with that because as we kind of gear towards a wrap up, but I, I want to make sure that people really learn who you are and what you're focused on. You've done speaking engagements. You are a part of two different companies. So can you share a little bit more about one, how you are balancing all of that, but to the impact that you're having across both organizations. Yeah, so I I have my two businesses and then I have my full-time job. Uh, it is it is quite a lot of work, especially because I've offboarded my team. <laughs> so it's, it's just me, it's back to being a one woman show here. Uh, on that end, you know, the book was really on my heart because again, you know, the opportunity to impact more people than are just in my local sphere here in San Diego in California um, and, and be able to impact those on a, on a national slash global scale, which is really cool. Same with the pivoting into the virtual event space. Uh, for, as far as balance, I mean, it's one of my good friends, Chris Gillibo has, you know, a book called, well, he has several books, but one of his newer books is um, the side hustle. So, and his podcast is side hustle school, which is awesome. And he really promotes having that, that thing at the end of the day that helps you feel more like a human and not so much like a robot in your day job, having that thing that really helps you to live your purpose. You know, if that, if you're not finding that in your Monday through Friday, nine to five role. So for me, let's get you hired and let's get you organized have really been put on the back burner because the main uh, you know, gripe <laughs> this time last year when I was in Turkey looking at these women with their chickens was that I was out of money. And I think that's uh, a very common case for many new business owners, especially three years in, it's really easy to run out of capital. So that's what happened to me. Super grateful for my day job and basically just trying to balance the two by time blocking, color, calendar coding, um, you know, color coding on my calendar and then making to-do lists and really just carving out the time for the things that I know are going to give me an ROI. I think at the beginning of being a business owner and having sort of that blank calendar and yes, the world's your oyster, but it's also really easy to get it filled up with things that don't necessarily matter or uh, things that aren't going to move the needle forward with time, money, and energy. It's funny you say that. I've been very keen on making sure that I personally spend things on on things that really move the needle. And I put out an Instagram post around it today. So it's very timely that you say that. Um, I'm finding a lot of conversations right now where people are saying, I'm spending a lot of time on this or that, and they're not finding fulfillment. So I think both Melissa and I would most likely agree. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we would agree on the fact that people throughout the rest of the year and especially going into 2021 and to ensure that you live your life with purpose and not get rallied by everything going on outside is define what fulfillment means for you and wrap your days around in that wrap your calendar around things that actually move the needle for you um and if you need a little bit of inspiration uh again i'd recommend grabbing melissa's book because there, there seems to be a lot of good things in it that talk about how to 
be okay with pivoting, right? And making sure that you're figuring out how to do that the right way. So um, with that being said, I really appreciate you sharing everything that you've done thus far. Uh, I really personally empathize with the story that you mentioned back in Turkey, because I think we often, even if you think about like the days we used to go to a bus stop or a train stop, or even wait for an Uber, we'd see people around us and there's moments where we can all stop and think what what's going on in that person's life and uh, what purpose are they having today or how are they living their life with fulfillment? So it's important for us to be empathetic and compassionate even more so during this period of time. So that story particularly stood out to me. Uh, but Melissa, before we let you off the hook, as we do with all of our guests, uh, we want to make sure we put you on the hot seat and ask you some uh personalized and challenging questions. So uh, are you ready? I think so. I'm a little scared, but I'll do it. <laughs> we'll keep them lighthearted. Um, look, you are a best-selling author now and Pivoting with Purpose is going to have a tremendous impact on a lot of people, but I'm already looking ahead for you. So what's the title of the next book you plan on writing? Honestly, what's been on my heart is uh, I actually have a chronic illness. I have Meniere's disease and I, uh, this is newly diagnosed, but I've really had it my whole life and I'm learning more and more about it every day. Uh, some days are better than others, but it's all for the sake of learning about myself and my body and, and this, um, you know, I'll call it a gift, this gift that I've been given and, and uh, I'd like to share that message with other survivors of this illness because there is no cure and it's it's tough so i i'd like to share that message out if if we can pause for a moment i'm just curious myself what what does it entail yeah so it's it's basically um it's uh, inner ear syndrome there's not there's not a ton of research on it but it's the way that the anatomy of the tubes in my specifically my right ear um are formed so typically people with hearing loss tinnitus um the vertigo is is my big thing so there's days that i can't walk there's days that i fall down the stairs when i'm trying to walk my dog there's days that i have to call my boyfriend to help me get from my bed to the kitchen to eat something so it's tough um and it's really triggered a lot by caffeine alcohol stress so a lot of environmental triggers that i have to be extremely careful about through my day-to-day -day life I appreciate you sharing that because I know it's not easy to be forthcoming with things like that. And especially as you just learn about it and continue to learn. And there's still a lot for me to learn because I've never heard of this. And I think it's important to be aware of all these things that people are going through. But again, I think it's just such a good reminder for the audience that as we hear Melissa's story and, and we think about everything that you've done, accomplished, the book that you've written, it's important to understand that you personally are going through things and that level of compassion has to be extremely high because we're all going through something. We don't know everyone's story through and through. So continue to bring in that compassion. Um, so look, Melissa, we're not gonna let you off the hook. We got a few more uh, rapid fire questions for you. So look, there, there's been a lot going on in Turkey and that part of the world. and. I think a lot of people would be interested if you could just summarize what Turkey's like for most people beyond the noise that we hear about on the news. If you could summarize it in less than 15 seconds, how would you describe it? Beautiful, blue water, clean sea, 
uh, seawater, you know, calm, calm, not like the ocean that we have here in, in California. Um, just beautiful, serene, full of culture, obviously centuries and centuries of history. Um, the warmest, kindest, nicest people. And it's a lot like Mexico, if you've been to Mexico. So certain parts of Mexico, I am so drawn to because it does feel like home to me. And I speak Spanish, Turkish, and English. So I guess it all makes sense, but highly recommend visiting there. They are an allied nation. They are, um, you know, the nicest people. So whatever you hear on the news, it's, you know, still a great time to travel there. Awesome. Uh, maybe marketing for Turkey might be your next role. So last question for you. I am just going to assume that you're an avid reader. And if you had the opportunity to meet one author and have dinner with them, who would it be? Gosh, I'm going to go with kind of a cliche, but Robert Kiyosaki. Um, he is the man. He's, you know, still alive, kicking, putting out Twitter posts and uh, really interesting, interesting perspective from his eyes. And I'd love to hear more about his outlook over a meal. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is that right? Yep. Great book, Melissa. It's just such an honor to connect with you today and to learn about your experience, your journey, the impact that you're having on people throughout 2020, how you personally have been able to pivot with purpose. And it's just a good reminder that despite everything going on right now and despite the inequalities, the challenges, the noise, the politics, the election, in the US at least, that we all have our own purpose and we all have an element of fulfillment that we can achieve quite easily just by going deep inside and figuring out what we care about. And if you need some guidance, uh, grab Melissa's book, Pivoting with Purpose is definitely available on, help me out here, Amazon, where else can people grab it? Pretty much just Amazon as of right now. I'm trying to get in with Barnes and Noble. So if you know anybody, please message me, but um, hopefully in stores soon as well. Awesome. And on that note, what is the best way that our audience can connect with you? So my website is www.letsgetyouhired.biz. I am also at letsgetyouhired.biz on Instagram and Facebook. And on Twitter, I'm let's get you like the letter U hired. Awesome. So make sure to connect with Melissa, ask her questions, check out our new book. Uh, Melissa, it's always a pleasure to chat. And I'm really grateful for the time today. Thank you so much, Edward. And cheers to Career Meets World. Thank you so much. And as we always say at Career Meets World, go unleash your wildest potential. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Career Meets World podcast. I would love to get to meet you. There are a couple of ways we can connect. You know I love my LinkedIn. Simply search for Career Meets World or Edward Gorbis and feel free to connect. Second is via Instagram at careermeetsworld. And third is through our website. I have a special spot for you full of fun, free resources. All you have to do is go to careermeetsworld.com, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll provide you the free resources to help you boost your career and reach financial freedom. And if this podcast was helpful to you in any way, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us help more people. Simply tap the rate with five stars 
and leave a sentence with what you liked about the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, strengthening your growth mindset is your ticket to success. I'm Edward Gorbis, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.